Uh, yeah, Adam, uh, did you know we have a ratings and review contest going on on mm. iTunes? No, I had no Adam idea. Adam had no idea. No, when you do, when, <laughs> don't, when we do, don't you listen to our shows? Oh, he listens, uh, but uh, yeah, we, we announced it. No, I think I Adam announced parts. it. And guess what happens when I talk? <laughs> nobody listens. <laughs> you know, that's that's my what? that's my motto. Oh, did you guys Doug see, talks, nobody did you guys listens. Com- did you guys see this comment on Facebook? It's pretty great. Anyway, Doug, what we're saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to bring this up just one more time. What, we're we're doing a on? review contest on iTunes, and it's going to end Wednesday the 9th. Okay, so you, they got to get him in before that date so they could get That's judged right. and yes. potentially win a prize. Well, we're going to look at him on Thursday the 10th. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to decide, and the top three that we choose are going to be announced on our future shows. And they're all going to get T-shirts. Oh, perfect! All right, T-shirts in a, a car. Is that what we're going to do? A BMW? This is an no, Oprah. Now, this is another issue we're having, Adam. <laughs> you're promising. You get a car. You're promising everybody all these things we can't <laughs> no, no, no. deliver, dude. It's T-shirts or we're going to give them your watches. Oh, it's oh. What, about that. Whichever one, whichever <laughs> one we have. Promising my shit. That's it. And, and Adam, I understand you have a few cars that you're willing. I mean, to he's give got up, a Rolex. So. Yeah. I saw. Well, here's the thing. Adam wore the shirts through a workout. And that way, when you get it, you're gonna have his essence on it, just to Ooh. just to spice yeah. it up a little bit. You're gonna be able to. You might be able to ring it and then oh, you know, get it. It's a drop. gonna smell like yeah. Axe body spray. Ode I do not Adam. wear Axe body spray. <laughs> Axe body spray. I hate the smell of Axe body oh. spray. I hate the smell of cologne. Smells like walking douche. The, I hate the smell of cologne. In I'm a gold ne- chain. Isn't it? I, I've always, I, I wanted to ask her. I should have asked our, our, our uh, therapist that was just here about the- Our therapist. <laughs> it was a psychology professor. A psychology professor. <laughs> I felt like she was my therapist. Yeah. Uh, I should have asked her uh, what, what, why that is. I, I've always had this issue with- I've never worn cologne. And it's like, you know, it's like the staple gift that people give you. It's like uh, you know cologne. For You've Christmas. never worn cologne. I do obviously. Not. I Can't hate you smell it. Off? I mean, I'm a shower guy, dude. I shower three times a day. Well, I clean. wear aftershave. I don't wear cologne. You wear aftershave? How many? How I many, karate. How many winners are we? How many? <laughs> how many wieners are we giving? We're going to give out three again. Three? Not not listening. Three yeah, weeks? not listening. Three wieners. And so, Adam, I'm on board with you on the whole cologne thing. I don't like it. Ah, see. But getting back to the topic at hand, please get those reviews out. It really helps us out. We really appreciate uh, everyone who's already done it. Yeah, all five stars, of course. Love you. Uh, of course. Yeah. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I wanted to bring something up to you guys. It's, and I feel like... You know, we I think we all agreed when we first started this this uh, radio show, you know, kind of the, the vision or the mission statement or whatever, even though we don't have a fucking mission. Why don't we have a mission statement, Doug? You need to get on that. I don't know, but I think it's uh, a podcast. I think that's the term. You don't we don't, <laughs> we don't we don't have a mission statement with that? You don't have a mission statement with the podcast? No, no, he's saying cuz you call it a radio show yeah, uh, all oh. the time. It's but a podcast. Well, it's a ra- it's a radio show. I feel, no, radio, I feel it's like a radio we're, podcast. We're radio DJ. No, radio means you're on the radio. No, no, I think it's high time for us to have a mission I statement. I think it's a radio podcast yeah, show right. is what it's under. Is you know what? Yeah, I like it. At, I'll go with it. We're Adam. at mindpumpradio.com, so it should this be that, true. right? This is true. <laughs> well, I think Adam won. That was, yeah. the, that was the only domain available. I think Adam just won. <laughs> well, where I was getting at with this is that 
you know, the the ultimate vision of this was to to give out to debunk a lot of bullshit out there, a little bit of entertainment while educating people and uh, having a good time, right? I mean, it's definitely awesome for us. And I think one of the things we we didn't want to do with our podcast was we didn't want to be like those guys that are just like selling a product, right, and pushing their shit all the time. But then the flip is this, and this is, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is I keep getting this and. And part of it's frustrating because we're I'm trying we're trying not to be the that guy who's like you know those guys that are always talking about their books and their programs and their stuff. But then I get people that are like listeners, right? And I had some this happened to me yesterday. That's why I'm talking about this is coming up to me and like, hey, you know, Adam, I love Mind Pump. This and that. I was wondering if you could give me some like really good nutritional advice. I'm trying to put together a diet. This and that. I'm like, uh, have you read the the nutrition guide yet? And they're like, no, what's that? And I'm like, our book. <laughs> you listen to Mind Pump and you haven't got the book. Like, that's oh, the, that's the downside. What not. Talk constantly talking about shit. I will, yeah. that, people won't know. Yeah, and they get excited. Yeah. They're like, yeah. you, you have a book on nutrition? Uh, yeah, check it out. So, yeah. you know, I, I guess that this is me uh, not saying, but saying that, you know, hey, we do, we have books on nutrition. We have books on working out. So you, if you guys don't know this already, we have an inclusion guy. We have a, uh, you know, we have- oh, we our, have a full workout system set up yeah. there, nutrition survival guide. We have a fasting guide. The fasting guide is the one that, a lot of times, because uh, fasting has all of a sudden become this thing now. People are starting to talk about it more and more. Uh, of course, we're the ones that really brought it up. Uh, I'd like to say first in terms of performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now you're starting to see the performance you know, facets. Uh, people starting to talk about it in terms of performance. You, people used to talk about fasting in terms of health, but you never heard athletes really talk about it or fitness trainers or anything like that. Um, so well, I, like I feel to, like we were among the first people to do that. I like to credit myself as being one of the first uh, professional men's physique athletes for sure. to, to incorporate it into his diet while for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but that, we, we, that but, just is like a total anomaly yeah. for most people. Like, that. Uh, are you kidding me? You're not going to eat anything? Like, you're going to lose all the muscle you yeah, worked so hard yeah, for. Yeah. <laughs> so, Well, uh, we, have, we actually have a member uh, in our forum, and we won't give out his name yet, uh, but he... Um, He's been a longtime listener. He posted this the other day. He's been a longtime listener. He's been in the industry for 15 years. So he's been a personal trainer, been training people 15 years, listened to the show, was reluctant to switching his routine because he did body part splits and was reluctant to changing his nutrition. He was eating the the one, you know, one to two grams of protein per pound of body weight. Um, it was hard for him to make that switch. And I can relate, right? We can all kind of relate. Like it's hard to make that switch for yourself because, mm-hmm. oh my God, what if I lose my gains or whatever? Anyway, he finally made the switch and he made the post the other day in the forum. And he's like, dude, this is fucking crazy. Like my body's leaning out. I'm building muscle. I feel great. He's like, shit. And I'm, I, my comment to him was, it's freaking awesome when your paradigm is just shattered. Yeah. He goes, man, after 15 years, I can't believe that this would actually yeah, happen no. to me. Super yeah. awesome. Yeah, so- That um, same person was also the person that uh, leads me to, I guess this is what we're going to talk about. Um uh, posted something about an athlete, uh, an athlete's workout. Now, the re- the reason why I want to talk about this. Oh, right. That was the workout, the big old. Yeah. So the reason why I want, and I don't want to roll a person on the bus because it's not like the athlete's problem. It's, it's more, uh, and this is to our listeners, man. If you guys, you know, follow somebody, some uh, men's physique pro or a pro athlete or, you know, anybody, anybody else's workout, right? That they, that they, they do for that, themselves. Exactly. That they do for themselves. Um, <clears throat> there's some, some major factors that we have to keep in mind. And, and I'm going to give you some examples of uh, what I went through myself personally from going from fat to fit and then getting into the competitive level of competing. And then also understanding uh, genetics, man, is, you know, uh, some people can handle the, a crazy amount of load, like can just 
hammer the fuck out of their body and they do they just they're built for it and then they and they build this crazy physique you know that just handles moving crazy loads they're just they're genetic freaks you know and they're a small percentage of people and you well, see it's important you said that genetic freak let's look at the top uh physique competitors top bodybuilders top athletes what are they all what are are they all are they all genetic normal no, they're all genetic. They're freaks. all genetic freaks. Yeah. So following their exact routines is not a good idea for you. Exactly, and that's where I'm getting with it. It's just like uh, any any sport too, whether it's basketball, football. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, those guys too. Like, what makes a pro a pro is he's he's not just he or she is not somebody who just worked really hard at that. And I know everybody wants to you know you yeah, that's never, part of it. Yeah, they, yeah, that is definitely part of it. But it's not it, that's not what made them pro. I mean, you can get in. in no matter who you are, you can get in great shape, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you, you know, if you compare you to this other guy or girl who is a genetic freak and you guys do exactly the same thing, you know, everyone is there. Everyone's going to respond differently to that. And some are like on a whole nother level. And so when you see these workouts with the amount of volume that some of these guys and girls are doing and then and then they post them or they sell them even they sell ebooks on them of you know oh train like this you know blast that blasted whatever in x amount of weeks or days and you know people uh, purchase these things and, and get on on board and like oh i loved it. it was so intense and hard well here's the thing it took me three hours to accomplish yeah right yeah so uh and i talk a lot about this when i first started my youtube channel of, of when i first started being all you know the fat guy going fit and you know you want to do as minimal as possible to elicit change because, and this is the topic I want to talk about is progressive overload. And um, I'd love to get in this with you guys and on your theories and your way of, of uh, approaching this. And, you know, I'll, I'll just start by sharing how I am. And that is that you got to, you do not want to do balls to the wall right out the gates because you, that's not a progressive overload. You're coming right out the gates, running that with a guy who's been training for five years consistently as to build that physique. And you're nowhere near that physique, but yet you're lifting like that physique. That doesn't make sense. Well, to be, to, the other thing you have to consider is hmm. this is, this is the mentality people go in, into it with. They think I'm going to train. You know, I know I can get my body to change if I train a certain way, but if I train even harder, exactly. it's going to make it change faster. Right? Not that's not true. In not fact, all. in fact, it's the opposite is true. If you do everything necessary to get your body to adapt, anything over that will actually take away from your body. It'll take away from your body's ability to adapt because your body is now dealing with more uh, stress. It's now dealing with more to recover, more to repair, more to heal. So anything over what you need to change, not only is it just wasted time, it's also counterproductive. Yeah, It's counterproductive. And if you look at all the factors that influence um, a person's ability to handle load and respond to certain loads, you have genetics, which is number one by far. Um, some, you know, everybody, everybody has genetics in terms of how much sun exposure they can have. And that's an obvious one. I use that one a lot because it's so visible. You know, you could be dark skinned or you could be super white skinned. You're, you're, they were both born with different, uh, tolerances for the sun. Okay. Um, and it's just a very visible one. Yeah, but this, we saw that in our, in my Instagram picture. But, of yeah. Us in the pool. <laughs> yeah. There's an example where you were reflecting the sun. At yeah. A, um, I got a tan Casper. standing next to you because it came right off your right off your <laughs> chest. Friendly goes. Uh, so there's so so there's genetics, and then comes 
uh, how long and how uh, how long that person's trained for because you have your your particular genes, but then you can you can really increase the ability of your body to adapt or to handle load just through training. So a construction worker who's been you know mixing cement by hand for 25 years, uh, you know they've built up a tremendous uh, tolerance to be able to mix cement. Where you get the average guy who goes in there one day and they're going to be fried, right? So there's also how long you've been training. Um, then you have uh, nutrition. Nutrition makes a big a big impact also. Uh, and the last thing is, is uh, anabolic steroid use. That'll also make an impact. But it's actually all in that order. Like anabolic steroid use will not give you better recovery ability than eating right, and eating right will not give you better you know ability to recover and adapt than you know length of time under under exercise, and none of those will trump genetics. Right. None of them will cover genetics. No, it's it's perfect. All of those together creates that one percent. It it does, and here's Absolutely. and here's the thing: if you if you're smart and you work with your body and kind of figure it out. Um, then you're going to be it doesn't it's not going to really matter that much because there's also and I'm, I'm speaking in terms of now um, let's just speak in terms of like uh, physique compet you know competitors or people who present themselves on stage some competitors need you know tr- can handle crazy load and they don't look any better than the other guy who can handle less of a load because there's so many factors that that factor into that so if it was just a contest of who can handle the most workouts then that's then that would be the ultimate goal. But I think the ultimate goal is how well do I perform and how do I look, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, here's and here's the, the gray area for all this, which is uh, the topic I think Justin will like to dive in uh, into on in his field of sports performance. Now, th- there's it's a little bit different there, right? Because um, let's say you want to you know be good at your mile time, mm-hmm. and you know it, there, the progressive concept is a little bit different, right? Like you don't you're going to come out and you're going to run the mile as fast as you can every single time you come do it to where you continue to increase, right? You might let let off on some days, but for the most part, you're you're pushing to incre- increase that, you know, and you can whether it be vertical jump, whether it be speed, whether right. it be you're you're pushing your limits always. Where when you're talking about uh, burning fat or building muscle it's a different world you know it's a different mentality and the progressive overload thing becomes a lot more important right well it's definitely accelerated on some degree like you're mentioning you know as far as the intensity goes and trying to overcome um your limitations i think i think what you're describing there more than from a physicality aspect is the mental aspect uh with athletes i feel like the example being um the the mile run time right that we had talked about on on a previous episode where um, somebody had set the standard for that mile time and it wasn't until somebody actually you know broke that time that by a significant amount that all of a sudden now almost everybody had something similar to that time or better and uh, it was it was this mental I mean obviously there was um, certain certain ways that they've been training and uh, all these other contributions that that led towards that, but for the most part, it was it was this mental block. It was it was the fact that nobody's ever done it before, uh, you know, and now somebody comes along and just kills it. Yeah, that's <clears throat> that's well, a true story. You could look that. Roger Bannister. It's a four minute mile. You could look it up. You could see. You know, the scientists came out and said it's not possible. No one could ever do it. And he broke that, and then the next year, like four people broke. Yeah. It. Well, I'm, I'm thinking more like this, and so let, let's use um, let's use vertical jump and aesthetic legs. So okay. uh, both of them are going to use similar exercises, right? We're going. Can we agree on that? Yeah. If you're if you're going to be working on oh, someone's yeah. vertical, 
uh, and you want to work on. There's having, a lot of crossover in the exercises, right? right? There's a lot of crossovers. There's a lot of squats and so, ground forces are essential, right? right? Yeah. So okay. You want to yeah get a lot of load that's so, pressing to the ground. If I'm if I'm training aesthetically, the the importance of me progressively overloading is extremely important. That so I can see that consistent growth and change in my in my in my quads. Mm-hmm. I don't really care that much. If I'm jumping six or or seven more inches that week than I was the previous week, but now with trying, if your primary goal is to increase vertical, then you don't care so much if the quads are looking bigger or better if they're performing. Yeah. At a at a at a. At a and the only level. way you're going to know that is by testing at a high level. Right. Right. So I mean, that's where the the concept of like yeah. So if I, it has to be more intensified uh, in order to 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 gauge that. And and the, that's why too the 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 training and the in the adaptation periods uh, leading into the actual like competing has to be smaller right there's a smaller window for that because uh, or even like the athletic career in general like it, it's not as long per se somebody that is just trying to maintain a certain physique uh, you know they can maintain that for a longer period of time and remain healthy. Uh, on some level in comparison to always pounding and, and trying to gain that, that level of performance from their body uh, because the only way they're going to find that out is if they, they, they test it. Um, and then my angle is really just to, to find that, that, that balance where I can get as much recovery uh, after these bouts and, and keep them at a certain percentage that's going to allow for them to then a- adapt to the next level and then we we test again periodically. Well, the mistake the the here's the thing that I think a lot of people this is where people make mistakes that they don't realize that all, all of the variables when it comes to exercise are related and influence each other. So let me explain. Um, here's an easy one: intensity and uh, duration are inversely related. Mm-hmm. In other words, the harder I train, the less the less long I could train. Right. The easier I train, the more long I could train. So it's like running, long distance running, low intensity, long duration, sprinting, high intensity, low duration. Well, there's a lot more than just those two factors. There's frequency of training. Uh, and within that, if we go in and break it down, there's also the lo- the the stresses that each exercise provides. For example, if you're doing you know a bunch of isolation exercises in a workout, that's not going to... And even if you do them with high intensity, that's not going to stress your body as much as a bunch of big compound movements are going to. So you have to measure and look at all these different factors uh, in, in your workouts. You know, but the, how long I'm working out, how hard I'm working out, how frequent I'm working out, and the exercises within the workout. Because I know for myself, look, I could do resistance band exercises five times a day every single day. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm going to be able to do you know, Olympic lifting five times a day, every day, No, you know, my body would, would fry. Um, and the other thing, well, unless can, you're a CrossFit athlete, then you just, you just keep going until you explode. <laughs> you just do that. And, but, and the other thing that, you know, uh, people don't, that they need to understand with this is that the body does improve its ability <clears throat> over time to be able to handle the load. And here's, here's what you want to understand. Here's the thing. If you think of a, a like a meter, on your body, if your body had like 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 a little gauge, and there's a line in the middle of that gauge, and to the right of that gauge is too much, okay. If you go past the line, you've done too much. Now you're compromising your body's ability to adapt. And on the left of that gauge is not enough, or you could do more, okay. If you're on the left of that needle all the time, 
you could still be creating change in your body, but you're not work, you're not maximizing the change in your body. And if you're to the right of that line, you might still be creating change in your body, but you're in, you're you're impeding it, your body's ability to adapt by doing too much. Mm. And so, really, the secret the secret's always to be in the line. Oh yeah, yeah. that's you're literally always almost overdoing it, listen, but you're li- not overdoing listening it. Listening to you explain yep. this is really funny because it's very similar to the analogy I use when explaining the progressive low, uh, overload concept is think of it like um, <coughs> a, a, a drag race or a sports performance car and the, the line or the needle is the red line. I mean, that's, you know, and you you're can, trying to keep the RPNs up. But you're, not you're trying to run Too the arch pressure exactly. leads to explosions. Exactly. And you want to you want to be you don't want to be shifting the car way under the red line. You don't want to be shifting the car beyond the red line because you beyond it. Now you, you could compromise the engine and it could explode and stuff starts falling apart. And over time, you know, you build this engine. So you add parts to it, a better fuel rail, better exhaust system to it, a turbo to it. You start s- slowly building pieces to it, which is going to actually increase the amount of RPMs that your car can rev up to and give you that ability to push more volume and harder. Now but, you got nitro. But you want to you want to slowly progress at that rate as you as you slowly build that and you are you're always trying to stay right on that line. You so want to flirt with that line. You don't ever want to be drastically below or drastically over. Well so then here's the question. Here this is the million dollar question that I guarantee is is in the heads of all the listeners right now. How do I know? How do I know when I'm doing the mm-hmm. right amount and I'm not going over and I'm not going under? It's like biofeedback, right? Well, it's like uh, <clears throat> you're listening to your body. It, which is extremely subjective. Yeah, it's very subjective. Well, because before I, look, you answer that, before yeah. you answer that, let's ask this. You know, what would you guys say is more common? Is it more common that people aren't doing enough, they're not flirting with the red line, or that they're overdoing it? Most of the time, what do you find more? Depends on what kind of person you're talking right. about. Yeah, if we're talking about the average American, it's obviously yeah. on the on the underdoing it. You know, well, I mean, it, if it, it's the average, if you're gym, talking about somebody that goes to a gym, I would say that they do too much. Yep. Yeah, they yeah. do too much. Yeah, and, I'm, not talking, I'm not talking about the 300 pound person who comes to you and says, "I've never been inside of a gym before." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They don't even know what a red line looks like. No, yet, no, you know what no. I'm saying? They but, know what a Snicker bar looks like. Yeah, that's so. I'm talking about the person who <laughs> hires you. And it's tasty. The person that hires you, who's been working out already for five, ten years of their their life already. Already, and they're they're coming to you because they're at a, you know they're at a well, a well. Take it a step further. The three of us who are extremely aware of our bodies, we're very knowledgeable about exercise. Yeah, uh, we're very sexy. It has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Just want to throw Big that in dicks. there. But <laughs> massive. But That's normally my line, the, bro. The, th- the three of us, the three of us who are you snooze, who, you lose. Who know all this shit, right? Where do you think we? constantly find ourselves oh over over the and we are extremely aware yeah you know that's why the whole but we catch ourselves that's the difference well dude i'm gonna tell you a personal story about myself so uh, this this was more recently i will constantly keep pushing it until i find myself way over the fucking line yeah and so this is what i was doing i was doing my workouts were taken up to two hours long. I was doing all these sets of different exercises. I wasn't regressing, but I wasn't progressing too much. And uh, I had to I had to be very objective. I had to take a step back. And I, this is how I tend to approach it, as I look at it and I say, what would I tell someone else? Not what I would tell me, because mm-hmm. in my mind, I can do it all, right? What would I tell someone else? So I had to take the, I had to check my ego for a second. I stepped back, I cut the volume way down, and boom. You know, my body started progressing again, and then it was very obvious that I was over that line. Yeah. But there are some objective measures you could take. You know, uh, stronger. Now, this is not 
by the way, if you're advanced, you can't always use are you getting stronger. No, because it's not linear, bro. You, it's you know, sometimes you take steps yeah. back. And know? there's a limit. Look, if I was if I if I was if I got stronger this whole time I've been working out since I was 14, I should have a 5,000 pound deadlift. Oh, in it, you know? There'd be no curve to your strength. There'd be no curve. There's yeah. a limit, right? It's like now if I add 10 pounds to a lift over the course of six months, it's a huge victory. When I first started, I was adding 10 pounds every week. Yeah. You know, so, but strength is, if you're, if you're a relative newcomer, um, strength is a great one. Are you getting stronger in the gym? Then you're doing good. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is endurance. Um, although when it comes to resistance training, you don't always want to push that because that's easy to, to go overboard. It's it's got to be how you feel, and I you know fucking what? hate saying that. But can I we know. can we touch on something you just said about? Yes. and this is going back to the you know yes, why touch it. the the progressive overload thing. Caress it. So you made a comment about you know you 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 know when you first started you could you could go up ten pounds every single week, um, which I know you're just speaking hypothetically, you know, <laughs> but. I think that's where the mistake is, is people uh, make a decision off of their intensity or that what they think the feedback is uh, because they can do it because just because you can do it doesn't mean it's the best thing for you. So you in in, in my opinion, you are far better off doing a, a lot less if it can elicit change in your body. So here's a little my feedback on what I'm feeling on my body. I don't ever want to be too sore. If I'm fucking like deadly sore, like I know I was like, I didn't need to do that much. I'm yeah. like, that was beyond what I needed to do. I want to, I want to feel it. I want to know why I worked out, even though, and, and let me make this clear as I'm saying this right now, because some people are like, oh, well, that doesn't mean so mean. Okay. Just because you're sore or not sore does not dictate or, uh, whether you I'm have. I'm glad you said that because I was, I was saving that. I'm yeah. I know you were. <laughs> I know. Cause I, and we, we agree on this. That yeah. does, does it not necessarily mean that? But this is kind of what I've found with my own body is I kind of have this feel, what it feels like. And by feeling, it's hard to tell while you're doing it. It's easier to tell the next day. For me on how my body if i feel worn down and fucking hella sore that was way too much for me i totally went over that red line you know for me if i feel it i know i had a good workout but my energy level still feels good and i feel good the next day that's a good workout to me and, and i feel like and and if i could if i can feel it the next day and felt like when i went through that workout it didn't kill me after i got done with the workout i felt great so, energy level so something interesting just popped in my head i think a lot of people judge the effectiveness of their workout by the actual workout. And what I mean by, what yes. I mean what I mean by that is while I'm working out, oh, I was able to get through that grueling session. What yes. a great workout. Yes. Versus how they felt after the workout. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm getting because at. That's the difference. Because I've told lots of clients after you should feel good after a workout. You should not feel dead or like you beat the shit well, I think, out of yourself. I think there's an element there too that I was sort of trying to touch on when I was talking about the mental state of an athlete um, because what is drilled into our heads from our coaches forever is that, you know, you have to overcome, you have to endure, like, uh, you know, there's going to be moments where you don't think that you can tap into that and you have it. And it's the mental discipline aspect that carries you through these hard, you know, situations. And, and it's that it's why that, you know, Navy SEAL sort of mentality is so glorified is because they're so mentally disciplined, like so much more than you will ever be uh, that, it just seems that um, people like to focus onto that. And so I think a lot of that mentality carries into workouts as well. And people think that because this person is so badass and so mentally disciplined, that that means it's the best for their body uh, to do that. When in fact, it's, that's something, that's something totally different. You know, that's something for survival or it's something, uh, you know, the, 
maybe it's an Olympic athlete almost does need to focus on that because of the high pressure situation they're forcing themselves into. Right. So it's, it's, it's more of, of the fact that they're going to be in such a high intense uh, situation that they need to prepare their body for that. Well, Well, this is why I wanted to get him going on this because I feel like when you're talking about health, um, you know, overall well being, you're talking about aesthetics, I feel like you can you can carve that off on one side and then you've got sports performance on the other side where there's that and that's what I meant by the gray area there's you can flirt with it a little bit more and it's it's less important because your ultimate goal is that stage is is killing it is is out beating that that guy or girl crossfit mentality or whatever like that you're 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 performing a sport you're doing something ridiculous you got to break through the mental barrier the physical barrier but let's be honest is that the best thing for your metabolism is that the best thing for your body overall health right. and aesthetics absolutely there's some balance there that i think that athletes you know need to know uh in order to really you know gain more performance from like it's just it's obvious once i started to break that mentality because i was in that i was 100% that guy that was always uh coached to um you know run until Balls you know you feel wall. like you want to puke and and you know you have to do it otherwise that person next to you on the other line is going to dominate you you know and and so you're always conscious of that like i have to I have to overcome this really hard situation I'm in, you know, running hundred yard sprints or, you know, carrying somebody on my back and all this to, to show that I'm going to be resilient to this. You the, know? the other thing too is, you know, if you're looking on your Instagram or, or Facebook, or whatever, and you see Mr. or Mrs. Super buffed, you know, uh, Insta famous person. Okay. And they post their workout and it's, you know, 30 sets uh, for their back or whatever. It's this ridiculous workout. You know, th- something to consider also, just because they look super buffed uh, doesn't mean that they're maximizing their own potential. Oh, not at all. Because that's what, that's exactly why I brought this I, up. I have seen many times, I have personally seen many times the super impressive buff person who you think is just maxing everything out, do shit wrong, back off, and then boom, they go to another level. So just because yeah. they're doing that and they look crazy doesn't mean that they're doing the right thing either. Because, like I said, the three of us on this podcast right now are advanced in both our knowledge and our application. And we're, I constantly find myself over that line. I know yeah. you guys do the same thing where I have to check myself all the time. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these people are doing the same thing. Or it looks like they're you know, at their, their highest state, but really they're about to break. Right. Right. So they may, maybe they, they push so hard that they, they got some semblance of it, but it won't last. No. In comparison to, you know, there's another way to do that. Is it is it too far to say this? What do you think? Is it too far to say that if you are, and when you're talking about Instagram and, and people like that, if you don't look anything close to like that person, you probably shouldn't be lifting anything like that person? Well, what do Pro- you think? <laughs> probably, but I mean, yes. And, you know, uh, you know, everybody's a little bit different with with how their body responds to exercise. I, you know, here's the thing: if you're if you're the kind of person that's going to respond great to two hour workouts of just weights, you know, every single day, you probably know. Like, you probably already know. You probably went to the gym, worked out, and no matter what the fuck you did, your body just grew. You know what I'm saying? But if you're that guy or girl who's already doing the body part split yeah, and they're even, getting no results and you're thinking, I should just fucking go nuts even more. Even if that person, and this, this is the part where I, I have an issue with it, even if that person uh, 
is that person, right? Genetically. They can go and then your body just grew. Just because just your body is growing doesn't necessarily mean, too, that it's the most efficient way to do it. Right. So, because here's the problem I have. And this no, is you should I, always be asking yourself, is this the most efficient? This And this is yeah. why I talk shit so much about CrossFit is that, you know, so, and I've had many, many people, even ex-trainers be like, you know, well, you, know, you can bash CrossFit all you want, but I'm in the best shape of my life doing CrossFit. I'm like, cool. I hope you plan on doing that till you're 75 Just can continue to look like that because that's what your body's now fucking adapted to. Because, yeah. and here, and you know what? I, and I, and it, yeah, uh, but what it, see, here's the thing. What do they, how do they define shape? Why? Because they have more endurance now? Well, yeah, because before you didn't train for that. Mm-hmm. So, because now they're going to be like, well, yeah. now I can run. Great, great point. Yeah, now I can run a mile in this time, and now I can climb over walls, whereas well, before no, I could no, That, they, that no, doesn't they, mean you're in better shape. No, they, no, they mean they're, they're, they're meaning overall better uh, aesthetic shape, better physical shape, cardio shape, every shape, strength wise. I, I would challenge that all day long. They, I mean, they, yeah. they, they claim that, that, that. and But I mean, it, it doesn't matter. The, the point is that. The reason why they even feel that way is the amount of volume that they're doing on, and, and mm-hmm. banging they're doing on their body, and their body's now becoming adapted to do all that crazy fucking shit. And guess what? If everything stays the same, the way they eat, the, their job, all the other activities and so that stay the same in their day, and they get to be 50, 60 years old, and they still want to keep a healthy, good-looking physique like they feel they have— they need to be able to maintain that. They need to be able to maintain that type of intensity. Otherwise, what's going to happen? Atrophy is going to set in. They're going to you're, you're going to see themselves regress because they're not going to be able to. And more than likely, what you're going to see, just like you see with any other any extreme in life, is a hard crash. You rarely see someone go to a crazy extreme in anything and then like kind of let up. You know, it's like you're extreme and you fucking hit a wall and then you crash. And then you're forced to. You're to much rest. better off. Even if your body genetically can handle those retarded workouts is doing this nice, slow, gradual increase and still getting change and still seeing the body respond to that. Well, that's that's actually permeating a lot of the athletic industry. You're seeing more and more professional athletes training smarter, not just harder, because there was a period there where it was just all about harder, harder, harder. But, you know, then they had some educated trainers come in and say, okay, everybody's getting injured. Everybody's getting sick. People are having to miss games. We got to fix this this, prog- this problem. But I did want to touch on the whole getting shape thing. I wanted to go back to that because, you know, when I when I was, you know, training really heavy in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu four days a week for two and a half hours. And I was lifting weights three days a week on top of that. And then every once in a while, I'd go do sprints and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, uh the, was I in better shape back then? I was for jujitsu, like I could grapple longer. But I, but it, de- it depends on how you define shape. Was I healthier back then? Probably not. I was always constantly on the verge of breakdown. I was always kind of injured. I was always kind of hurt, kind of tired. Yeah. So when people come up to you and be like, you know, I'm doing this new workout where I'm fucking going nuts. All I'm in the best shape of my life. What you what what they think in their mind? What they mean is, is I can do yeah. more shit now. How many but times you've been you're in the sick? Best shape. <laughs> right. You know, in comparison to to previously. And right. I, I remember talking about this with Doug because we were like. Dude, I haven't been sick in a really long time, you know. And it really, it was that it was that shift. I, I could I could probably pinpoint it to when I started to stop going, like focused completely on intensity. And oh. then I started. Well, obviously, I started eating better. I mean, mm-hmm. that was that was a given. Um, but really, like my body's performing so much better because I'm working with it. Actually, I remember the last time you got sick when you were doing the challenge. And you oh, started yeah. pushing yourself right. too hard. Oh, and oh, that's and right. I can tell you right now, in the last three years, I've probably been sick 
probably three times in the last three years. And how many shows have you done? It's and all that it's been on shows. Yeah. Anytime I've been exactly right after That's a why show. I brought, yeah, I remember that because every time you're leading up to like that that last week, it, it just goes to show. Blah. Even when even guys like ourselves, when I'm pushing myself to the extreme, there I am flirting with the the red line, going over the red line, you know, because I want these quick results. But that's the thing that I think is important that we talk about how we kind of flirt with that line and we catch ourselves. But the the key though is we catch ourselves. It that's never, what I mean, it, it yes. never goes very long. You know what I'm saying? That, that's always, if I get sick, boom, huge red flag. Or, you know, obviously I know when I'm going into a competition, I know I, I'm already putting myself in yeah. danger. It's not, we're going to bully our way through this and like, whatever, I'm better than this. And yeah. I'm an athlete. And, you know, like stop being a dumbass and listen to your body and work with your body and, and, you know, do things that, you know, practice what you preach. That's, that's always another thing that's tough to do all the time. Well, here, here's a tip uh, that I do for myself. So let's say I'm working out and I, I'm, and there's times when I just my body's progress. Everything's kind of I'm hitting on all cylinders. Everything's perfect. And I'm progressing. And then, boom, I hit a new PR in a lift. Mm-hmm. I immediately, even if I feel great the next week, because my mind, if I hit a new PR. You want to push again. In my way. mind, the next week, yes. I'm going to break that again. Yeah. But uh, and I've I, I've I've done this countless times where I've done that and hurt myself. So now what I do is if I hit a PR, is I for I don't give a shit how awesome I feel next workout. I purposely drop everything down fifteen percent or more, or Smart. just go light, yeah. and I do that for like a week or two. It's way, like I hit a PR. Yeah, yeah, I hit a PR. The next two weeks are easy workouts because yeah. I already hit that. Because now no you matter wanna, what you want to adapt to an even you know higher level of right. that. Right. No, no matter so you what, have to because, build back exactly because I know in my mind I know that I'm a little twisted with my you know my my perception of what I think or how I feel and I know it's not an accurate perception. I know it's yeah. it's based upon the fact that I want to do better than the last time and yeah. well you know. it charges you too and you get you get energized from the fact that you feel stronger and you you, you accomplished you know more weight. I just did it recently. Shit, I, yeah. I what was it? Not that long ago, was it maybe a month ago I pulled three-time body weight in a deadlift with for the first time in my life I was able to do that. And so what did I do? I'm like, well, fuck. I'm only, you know, 15 pounds away from this huge number. Yeah. Throw it on there and pull that, pull the muscle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even now, I fall for this shit, and yeah. I hate the fact that I do that. I'm so much of a better trainer for other people. I swear to God. Oh yeah, it yeah, sucks. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll roll myself under the bus. Well, all day. I, I think a lot of heavyweight. All of us, <laughs> oh, we all know too, though. That's why is because we 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 feel confident that we we've honed in that line. And so we're always really flirting with it. You know, it's, we're so onto that line that it's like, uh, you know, maybe I can get one more good lift out and then, I, then I need to go back. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so we always, I mean, I think that's it. Cause it's not like you would be an idiot. The next time you go after it, you would do that right away. That was a red flag. Like, well, that's what I get. You know what I'm saying? Shame on me. I should have just, I should have dropped back down, you know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I would say for the average, you know, person, uh, who's been working out, you know, for a year or two. You'll most people will do great with a full body workout three days a week. If you're a beginner, a full body workout twice a week is will get you far. Oh, yeah. It will get you very far. I don't mean it's going to get you far because you're a beginner and you can only handle twice a week. I mean, twice a week will make your body progress very consistently, very well. You'll feel good and you'll be able to do it for a while before you need to bump it to a third day. Doug. When I when he hired me to train him, we did twice a week for years, and it wasn't up until recently he moved up to three days a week full body, and he looked phenomenal. So it's not uh, it's not necessary, um, you know, to to try to emulate or, or push your body to that limit with your freak. If your body's progressing, I would say err on the side of I'm doing the right thing. If you're not progressing, 
um, and you're working out a lot, I don't know, back off. See what happens. See what happens when you back off. So there's there's two ways that we can, um, that progressive overload happens, right? I mean, <laughs> overall, it's essentially uh, equates to volume. But that's either going to be weight or you know, set, set weight or how long you're working out more sets or more, how so frequent rep, rep reps or, yeah. you know, you could, yeah, you I mean more frequent still would just add up to be more reps, right? So more reps, more, more weight, uh, could, is going to equate to more volume and you don't want to, you don't want to go from, let's just say, uh, hypothetically, uh, your volume. So volume, if we've talked about this before is, uh, weight times, uh, sets times reps equals total volume. So that's that's how you get that 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 number down. So let's just say uh, your focus right now is chest. Maybe you want to you know bring your chest bench press up or your chest bigger, whatever it is. And in a in a week's time, you know the amount of total volume on your chest. Let's just say you know is getting ten thousand ten thousand pounds of volume. So it's not a good idea the next week to be up to twenty thousand pounds of volume. You could probably you easily could probably double that and your body could handle it and you probably could see some change but you don't need to you don't want to you I mean you're talking like five to ten percent increase in volume and you'd like to see a nice little steady steady gain like that and then just like sal said you continue you're giving that little five percent increase you know until you hit hit a nice pr you hit that pr then what do you do you regress Regress for a week or two, and then boom, go back out again, building again, slowly in, in, incrementally going up. And th- this time, when you your starting point is gonna, should be a little bit higher, and each time it should be a tiny bit higher where you're starting. But small incremental uh, increases, whether it be incrementally adding, you know, two and a half to five pounds to your your bench press, or simply adding, you know, an extra set or two to you know each chest exercise that you do in the week. Those are different ways to do it, but. You know, going from one week all of a sudden, you know, doing uh, a total of 20, 20 sets in a week or say, you know, 16, 12 to 16 is probably standard. So let's say 12 sets the the first week in, of chest exercises. And then the next week, all of a sudden you're up to, to doing 20 sets. It's just it's crazy. It's way, way too much. You don't need to. It is. Know? And it's, it's it is. It is. I mean, you add one, you know, one set, you know, uh, even though you feel like you could do five more. Yeah. No, you did more. I did more than I did last week. Leave yeah. it at that and watch what happens. Some of my best strength gains were when I would limit myself as to how much weight I would add to the bar, even though I could, knew I could do so much more. Yeah. As I said, okay, I'm just adding five pounds to the bar. Even though I feel like I added 10 mm-hmm. to my lift, I'm just going to add five and I add another five the next week. And then before I know it, I've gone up you know, 20-something pounds. Whereas if I pushed it too hard, I would have stopped at 10 pounds yeah. you know, strength gain. Right. So... You know, you got to be smart about how you're training. You got to be smart about your load, uh, the volume, you know, how often you work out. And um, if you are, your body will progress regularly. If you overdo it, which is the tendency, I think, amongst most people who work out, um, you're going to do yourself a a detriment. Definitely. So and uh, don't forget to rate us, review us and subscribe to us on iTunes. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.